What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're breaking down the the Super Bowl 57 for y'all boys. We're going to be in Arizona with it. Eagles versus Chiefs. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe if you're new to the channel. And if you comment down below your picks, your bets, and everything in between. These are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick and win them, Concha, the sports drunk gambler. And as always, I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy, Kev. Water boy, some boy, man. The big, the big PYE. You feel me? But, Paul, man, it's Super Bowl. And I got my Falcon shot glass with my mouth, with my matching Falcon sweatshirt that I got for $8 because I know how to thrift shop. Motherfucking, but my shot glass is empty. So that means we got to get this motherfucking episode of the way because it's time to get lit. We made it to the motherfucking Super Bowl. Niggas, it's too cold. And we got the fucking number one seed versus number one seed. Shit don't get no better than this. No, 100%. We said it on the picks. We said it on the recap. We said it on everything far in between. This is literally the best of the best versus the best of the best. We can't, like, like you couldn't make a better matchup. Yeah, we wish the Bills maybe made it. Maybe we wish the Bengals maybe made it. Maybe we wish the 49ers would have made it. But when it comes down to it, statistically, analytically, and unapologetically, these are the two best teams in the NFL. Whew. This is about to be a banger. You got the motherfucking Eagles who have been coming out, who came, who came on this, came to this season with something approved. They didn't give a fuck that they had the easiest schedule. They didn't give a fuck that they, they motherfucking, they whooped everybody. The only teams they lost to were fucking divisional teams, damn near. So motherfucking Eagles came through and did their thing. Defense played awesome all year. You got the three-headed monsters back there. The front sevens kept in every fucking backfield. And then motherfucking, you got the fucking offense that went crazy. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, the running game that looked fucking phenomenal every game. And then you got the dun, 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 the mighty, mighty Chiefs, you feel me? Big dog, Pat Mahomes, motherfucking the jabroni beating, pie eating, motherfucking ow, Pat Travis Kelsey. And this band, this offense that's banded together all season, this offense that banded together all season to really make something shake, man. The Kelsey Bowl, baby. They even brought the mama. They even brought the mama out. They ain't bring the mama. At the Pro Bowl, they had both of them boys there. They brought out Donna Kelsey. She brought some cookies, homemade, of course, with her. Like so, like they they lean in all the way into it. On this is the Kelsey Bowl. This is the fucking not only a Super Bowl, but like first time ever, first time ever, two brothers going against each other. First, uh, youngest quarterback ever in the Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts. And first time ever, two black quarterbacks in the NFL are going to get each other in the Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And I know there's a lot of people talking shit on Mahomes and all that shit, but hey, bro, we saw his daddy. We know this is really two black quarterbacks in the NFL going at it. This ain't this ain't no Jackson Mahomes TikTok bullshit. This is a real deal spiel African-American quarterback culture right here. Uh, I, the, the clip from his dad was shocked the fuck out of me. I was not ready for that. Because these are 100% thoroughbred black. Like, he's blacker than black. Like, that's the that's the homie right there. Like, that's aunt. That's yeah, aunt. The, hey, Twitter was saying, not me. Don't don't come at me. Twitter was saying he was a first-round ballot Hall of Fame Newport smoking man. Like, they were like saying, like, they were coming in hot. Like, black mild smoking so third, uh, a forty ounce toting motherfucker, and I was like, oh, I. That's what I'm saying. Like Patrick Mahomes, like he didn't purposely have this information come out, but now that it has come out, this is arguably the best information to ever come out for Patrick Mahomes. Like yeah, that's this, this, got a real this, deal of backup for him. But but he didn't show his whole family. He's like he didn't show this. We didn't see the brother. We didn't see the wife, and we was cringe. But yeah, man, cringe. <laughs> But, bro, dad, we like, oh, right and true. I'm fucking Pat Mahomes. Oh, Hall of Famer. First ballot. Uh, but I was watching DC and RC today, and they actually stopped to talk the Super Bowl on an MMA podcast. And I was like, see, y'all, need, y'all motherfuckers are lazy. See, we just go, we, we just talk both. Nah, it's but, the biggest sport of them all. It's the biggest mamma jamma. It's the biggest show on all. Uh, what does the they, world 
What does the world uh WWE say? The biggest uh the grandest the grandest uh, grandest show of them all. This grandest show of them all this weekend. Yeah, so I respect it definitely, but like they better have this energy for WrestleMania. Fuck niggas. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's true. Hey, but DC's they, but... a big big wrestling fan, so I think it will be. I believe it, but they um, but they did drop, they did stop and break down for about like five ten minutes. You know, them boys take forever to talk to everything. But they brought down that like, yo, black, the black fathers. You gotta people don't put enough respect on the black because it's Black History Month too. People don't put enough respect on black fathers that stay in the house. Like, you can help your kid grow. You can help your kid. And I don't know what they, what Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts had to go to, especially Jalen Hurts' dad being a coach. So like, I don't know like what type of shit, but like. Being there for your kids and being there to help them through their sports and all that shit is more powerful than anything. Like, D.C. got offered to go to the Super Bowl, but he said no because his daughter has a national gymnastics tournament that, that week. Go. 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 And think about it. He probably got asked to go to Australia and said no for the same reason. Hey, and then uh, Tom Brady, like, people were making the speculation. Is Tom Brady going to be brought into the booth for the Super Bowl while Greg Olson's been balling? Nah, came out. Tom Brady will start twenty twenty four in the booth with his three hundred seventy five million contract. So we will get Greg Olson and the boys in the booth. Greg Olson's been having a hell of a, a hell of a year in the booth. So it's a good a good team to have in. There. Greg Olson is what we thought Tony Romo was. Like you feel me? Nah, Tony Romo. So this crazy first year Tony Romo was the truth. People fucked with him. Oh, he's calling plays before it even happens. And then ever since then, he kind of does the never like. He hasn't, he hasn't like, um, looked up information. Like he, like that first year, he probably did all the looking into all the analytics since then hasn't done it since. And now he just comes in there with the same analytics and shit he's had since year one. So now people are shitting on him. Like, yo, bro, we don't want to hear the same shit every fucking game. I heard they had to have an intervention for his ass. They boys told him like, CBS had to have a sit down conversation. with him. like, yo, we got to figure this out. They're paying you $200 million, bro. But motherfucker, motherfuckers are coming into the booth like that's crazy. Three hundred and fifty million. How much did Tom Brady? Was Tom Brady's last um contract with the Bucks? Um, he got three seventy five for ten years with Fox, and then his last year with the Bucks, I think he was making close to forty million. That's insane. And he has Team Brady everything. So like, fuck yeah, the TB twelve everything. Like all his trainers, all like all his media, all his uh, apps. I heard the boys got underwear enough. Hey, yeah, hey, the, the, even on Twitter, he posted a picture of him half naked and, and he had nothing but an underwear on with his hand covering his crotch area. And he was like, Did I do it right? And that uh, it, that is, boy, it, I can't hate on him because for everything I hear from I like former players, anyone that went into the Bucks, not Bucks, but like the, the Patriots way and played with him, everyone says, like, Yeah, Tom Brady's a guy. Not saying like, oh, he can play ball and he knows how to play ball, but no, like in the locker room, he knows how to have fun. He's a funny ass guy. He's just another guy in the locker room. And like, I feel like the last three years, we've gotten to see that a little bit more, a little bit, like a little bit more every week with his little Instagram videos, him playing the songs in the background while he's posting the people he beat. The like the little funny, funny comments he has underneath the little other people's posts, all that, like. I can't help but be like, damn, he is funny. Damn, like, he is a funny-ass guy. Like, he is a guy. So, like, with that post, I was like, damn, like, if I had 500 million, that's a post I would make. Like, did I do it right, everyone? And then, like, shit, like, so I was like, I can't help but, like, I like this new Brady. I, I think I will be a Brady fan for the next, like, 20 years in the booth. I have no problem hating on Brady. Like, I actually look look forward to it. I enjoy it. I think it makes me better, truthfully. So motherfucking fuck Brady. But he did have a hell of a career. Um, they was talking shit. I can't remember who bro was talking shit on um Stephen A show. They were saying he's not the best regular season quarterback, not the best Super Bowl quarterback, but like he's a better regular, he's a better Super Bowl court. He said he's a better Super Bowl court, but he's they said he's not the best regular season quarterback. That's Payne Manning, not the best Super Bowl quarterback, that's John Manson, Joe Montana. No, like that's cool, but like I will make the same argument that. He's a better regular season quarterback than Joe Montana. And he's a better Super Bowl quarterback than motherfucking Payne Manning. So, like, what the fuck matters when it doesn't matter about being the best. It's about who, won, who, did it, who did it better. And he did it better than anybody we've ever seen. But I did hear a really good point from Stephen A. Smith. I can't remember on whose podcast he was on. But he said, 
he's the GOAT. Greatest quarterback ever, best in a best NFL resume you'll ever see. But he's Man. not the greatest in the NFL. And I was like, you're not the greatest athlete ever. And I was just like, I can agree with that and keep it moving. Like, there's no need to go deep into it. I'm like, I could agree with that. He wasn't the athlete. He wasn't, he wasn't known for his speed, his agility, but this his but you can't nobody can nobody can will ever be able to replace redo his clutch, his clutch ability, his vision, his vision and his IQ. Like there, and then his arm precision, his arm precision and strength at the same time. You, I can hate him and everything that he stands on, but you gotta face facts like that. Nobody was able to mix those four as well as he did, and he was coachable. So my only argument with those people, because they are right. Like oh, Joe Montana, if you just take Joe Montana's playoff versus uh, Tom Brady's playoff, and then Payne Manning's season versus Tom Brady's season, yeah, they have better seasons, but. At the end of the day, this man did it for fucking 23 years of it versus we're talking, what, six years to eight years of paying Manning. And the last two years, we're talking paying Manning getting carried by all, like, one, some of the arguably greatest defenses ever with the Broncos. And then we're talking with Joe Montana, who had, I mean, I know Brady had uh, Randy Moss for one year and, like, but Joe Montana had Jerry Rice for every year. And then, okay, well, then my, like, I love when people talk about that. And they're like, oh, he also had Mike Evans. He had Edelman. He had – none of them hold a fucking handle torch towards what the fuck Jerry – Randy Moss is the only one that you can – even then, Randy Moss is a one-year investment. It wasn't like he had him for multiple years. And he, when he had him for that one year, we saw what he did. Almost went undefeated. Almost won the, uh, almost broke the Dolphins' record for the uh, undefeated season. Uh, Randy Moss, bro- they broke the record for most touchdowns in the season. They broke the record. Right. They were literally like, you see what happens when you give Tom Brady a fucking legitimate top-tier guy. Right. When them fuck niggas scored 50 touchdowns in 2007. You know how sound insane that is? 50 touchdowns in 2007. Bro, like only like four people have done it since, and I want to say two of them were Pat Mahomes. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you can argue that okay, like, but the fact that Brady, it's not like Tom Brady's the Andre Miller or John Stockton uh, of the NFL, where he had 20 years of being good to above average, or even does mediocre, where his stats keep adding up. No. Last year, he almost won the MVP over Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people think he should have won it. It's just like. Y'all like the people that are trying to downplay his significance to me is just wild because it's just like he did everything since 90 since I was born. 98 was when he came in on the Patriots for 24 years almost now. He was has been considered, if not the best quarterback, a top five QB in the league. And that's why I think LeBron is the GOAT. Because even if you don't think LeBron's the best player in the, in, in the NBA right now. He's no worse than top five. And that has been the, the topic of uh, LeBron since he came in the league. Even if you don't think he's the next up or the greatest, he's no matter what year he's in, he's a top three, top five guy in the league. And that's what Brady is to me. I'm just like, the long, not only did he have the longevity, but to have the longevity and be the top of your craft. Because you can have other players have longevity, but they don't. They start falling down. They start becoming mediocre, a little below average. Look at Deshaun Jackson. We love Deshaun Jackson, but look at him on the Ravens now. He's not even near Tom Brady's time in the league. But Deshaun Jackson now is like a laughing stock if you sign him to your team. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that he, yeah, okay, he didn't have it. He he wasn't a better playoff quarterback than Montana. But Montana didn't have 23 years. Montana wasn't 42 years old still in the playoffs and risking his records and risking his his resume at that age. Like I want to see what Montana would have did at 42 years old. And let's see his playoff stats start lining up with Brady at 40. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you just can't compare these cats. Shout out to Brady. He's the ever since he beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl, I have claimed he's the greatest ever, and I will always stand on he's the greatest. Yeah, he might not be the best athlete, but like Randy Moss might be the greatest athlete ever. But when you're talking resume versus resume, I'm not taking him over Jerry Rice. So that's why I think, without a doubt, Brady is the goat. Because yeah, there's little things you can point out. Well, he wasn't better than him than here. He wasn't better than this guy here. He wasn't better than him here. Okay. Now take all those guys and put 23 years on the line. Who who was better? 
I seen a stat that in every decade, the um the his twenties, his thirties, and his forties, Hall he's of Famer. Put up, he's a Hall of Famer in any decade. In any decade, he's a Hall. Do like three Super Bowl wins, twenty thousand. Two Super Bowl wins, twenty thousand. And two Super Bowl wins, twenty thousand. And every one of those years, it was even they even showed since Brady was on his tenth year. He's thrown more passing touchdowns from year 10 to his retirement than Dan Marino, who was retired and known for the greatest passer of all time when he retired, threw more passing touchdowns than my man Dan Marino. And that doesn't even count his first 10 years in the league. Don't get me wrong. Fuck, fuck Tom Brady and everything he stands on. But facts is facts, and you got to face it. And the fact that he did it on two different teams. Because the Bucs were a laughing stock. Nobody respected the Bucs even slightly. And he turned them into a Super Bowl team first year. Don't get me wrong, team was loaded. It was cool, but it happens. But nobody talks that Dan Marino got traded and they started Steve Young on his ass. Oh, he's talking about Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yeah, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Joe Montana got traded. Like a lot of people don't bring that up. Don't get me wrong, his politics, business, it was back in the day and stuff like that. But so it was because Steve Young came in and was cooking the year Montana got hurt, and they were like, "Hold up, we don't like." We don't have to pay you. We got a backup for half the price. Imagine though, Jimmy G came in and was cooking. They don't get me wrong. They traded his ass and shit like that. But he would have. But Tom Brady would have left, and he would have went to whatever team. He probably would have went to the 49ers and turned them into a Super Bowl team. Yeah, like Peyton Manning. He went to, like, Tom. Like every team that you try to argue with me on, I'm like, put Tom Brady in that same scenario, and he's doing identical numbers, if not maybe a little bit better. Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne, Tom Brady. Come on, man. I don't even like this guy. And, and Dallas, Dallas Clark. They like they had like the weapons, right? And then it was go to the Broncos with Demetrius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, like where uh, Manny broke all Aaron the records. Decker. Aaron Decker, like, and then go to Montana with Jerry Rice. That's, that's why I brought up the Randy Moss situation. Like he only had Jerry know. Rice once, and we saw what he did with a Jerry Rice caliber player when he had him one year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we gotta respect it. Don't get me wrong. Fuck him and everything he stands on. I hope TV twelve. I hope TV twelve ends up and we find out that they've been money laundering and they and then what's it called? They end up having shutting everything down. I'm praying on your downfall. But you are the goat and you will be respected. But good. And I will. I will co-sign Deion Sanders because the people were bringing up with Tom Brady retiring that this is what Deion Sanders was talking about, and I co-sign it. Where yes, there's a Hall of Fame. There's a Hall of Fame where everybody, not everybody, but the top class make it. But then there should be a Hall of Fame within the Hall of Fame of like the the, the literally the top 200, the top, the, the literally the one of one that you can never recreate their their uh, like like. You just made me so hurt because you said you didn't say it right, dog. You supposed to let him know it's a Hall of Game. That's what a my Hall of Game. That's what I'm saying. Like it should be like Brady, Manning, Montana. Jerry Rice, Moss, Terrell Owen. Like, there's literally just the top tier of each position in there. And, like, I co-signed that. Maybe we'll get into that later on whenever there's some more Hall of Game caliber players after the Aaron Rodgers, the Drew Brees, Big Bens, the – like, all these other – yeah, Pat Mahomes, like, other like – these other Justin Jefferson, Jamar – like, once these other top-tier players go, we see how their careers go and everything – because I'm not gonna lie, a lot of these '70s and '60s and '80s ball players that were making it into, into Hall of Fame, in my opinion, they they aren't the same athlete nor as great as like what came after them. So that, that that's my thing on the Hall of Game. Like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of the great '60s and '50 ball players, but like, let's be honest, like they were nowhere near the athlete nowadays ball players are. And these nowadays ball players would fucking torch these back in the day players if they had the chance to. And you can say all the rules you want. I don't give a fuck what rules we're playing. Like your your best player in the sixties is running like a four eight, four nine. All right. We're at fucking D linemen running four four fours nowadays. Nah, that's real shit, man. But all big right. dog. Let's get into this motherfucking game, man. It's the biggest, grandest stage of them all. It's the motherfucking Super Bowl. When we talk free picks on the recap of the conference championships, it was the Chiefs were favored by a point. Now we're sitting at the Eagles favored by a point and a half, over under 51. Eagles are the technically the home team. It will be in Arizona. Kev, 
I'm going to throw it up to you. You are in the lead. You're ahead by a whole point right now. Only thing I can hope for is a tie. Let me know. How do you feel about this game? It got the first ever, youngest quarterback ever in Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. First ever, both QBs are black in the Super Bowl. How do you feel, Kev? Let me know. He, like These are two great teams, and both teams showcased great offense all year. I'm genuinely so excited about this game that I had to spend an entire week and a half not thinking about it. I was like, I forgot we were recapping the Super Bowl because I haven't watched a single thing football for the last two weeks because this game is the game that kind of gives you goosebumps. Like, this is the game that's like, yo, I need both these teams to come and show up. I need both these teams to put on their A game because this will be a fucking banger. This will be a shootout. This will be everything that you motherfucking paid for. Even the and- kickoff is different. Like, when people are watching the kickoff for the Super Bowl, like, you remember the kickoff. Like, it's not yeah. like – like, it's just like like the warm-up and the ball gets kicked, it goes to commercial break immediately. But, like, you remember that kickoff. Now, fun fact, the first ever Super Bowl kickoff I watched was Devin Hester taking that bitch back. I was on my way to church, and I was Against like – Against paying Manny. Yep, Super Bowl was on. And, motherfucking, it's always funny when you hear Chuck Pagano tell the story. But first kickoff I've ever watched, motherfucking, they on – Chuck Pagano says everybody was scared to kick it to um Devin Hester. I told them boys, I gave a, I gave a speech like no other, and I told them boys, fuck that, we don't we don't fear, we will kick it straight to on first one. And then this <laughs> motherfucker takes it back for 106 yards, and they're like, yo, what, what? Who the fuck said to kick it to him? Who the fuck said that? He said, he said, what idiot thought to kick it to him, bro? Don't kick it to him at all ever again. Kick that bitch out of bounds. Put him on the forty. No, for I immediately like that's insane. But that's my thing, and I'm expecting these same fireworks from this game. I'm really hoping both these teams show up. But it's NFL; you never know what the fuck happens. And the Eagles have a crazy raw defense. But the Chiefs are beat up, and they're playing with some banged up. They're missing a couple. I don't know if they're missing a couple key guys, but there are a lot of motherfuckers that got hurt those last two games. So like, it'd be nice for them to see. We'll see what a week off. Can they had two boys. weeks off almost though. Was he? We'll see. I know Pat Mahomes is gonna be a lot better on that ankle because he he's been he's been he's a he's a trooper he's a gangster. But we'll see how this team looks. And then we got the motherfucking Eagles, who I think we're giving a little too much credit because at the moment, just off the fact that that 49ers game, like a lot of things had to happen, and like it wasn't until those things happened that they looked comfortable and was in the lead and fucking shit up. Like they did it. So there's cons and there's cons, there's pros and there's cons to both teams. But the pros, you got Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they've been here before. Andy Reid, the mindset. You know he's been watching plays from the 30s. You know he's been with you. He got some shit, he got some shit queued up. Nick Sirianni, there was a point in time the motherfucker was asking for his head. It wasn't I mean, long. But was, postseason schedule, he had to, they had to go through the Jaguars 27 20, where Patrick Mahomes did get the ankle injury. And then they beat Bengals 23-20. And then now here they are. And the Eagles had to face the Giants where they blew them out. And then they blew out the 49ers with, a, like, a hurt quarterback problem going on. So it's kind of like whose schedule do you think was tougher? Do you think the Jags-Bengals were tougher? Or do you think the Giants versus the hurt 49ers is tougher? I think the Jags-Bengals was tougher. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that shit was, like, the same – impact because I think the Eagles blowing them boys out was proof. Like, okay. The fact that both all those games were close was like, oh, this 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 team needs to figure something out. They need to stop playing these close ass games. See with this game also this is such a weird game because I could see so many game scripts. I could see the Chiefs coming out and running the ball a lot early to kind of like kind of kill the Eagles in their fast pace uh type of uh offense and fast paced like all around like kind of make the game longer than what it usually is for them but then at the same time i could see the eagles defense is kind of taking taking care of everything because patrick mahomes is on one leg maybe like it is it's kind of hard to tell because we haven't seen much of mahomes leaning up like we know he has two year a two year two weeks to get ready for this game two weeks to get his ankle right so, yeah, everyone's thinking that he's going to be a lot better, but it's all, like you never know how injuries go. It could be a worse injury than what anyone thinks it is, and they're just talking about it real good. So this that's what makes this game real interesting to me because, like, if the Chiefs were 
I have Mahomes at 100%. I really think this is a 50-50 game. Me personally, I do think Mahomes maybe is a little bit more injured than what he wants to tell everybody and everything. And that's why I think the Eagles have a slight edge on everything. They're more healthy. I think also the defense is a lot better than what the Chiefs' defense is. And offense maybe is not as good as the Chiefs, as like explosive-wise. But when it comes to methodical offense, being able to score seven to three points every drive, I think it's very comparable. And I respect it. Yeah, so that's a, this game is very interesting because like maybe Mahomes comes out and it's not hurt, and we're seeing a fucking shootout back and forth. But also, what if he like I don't know how to really break this down because it's been two weeks almost now since we talked Mahomes' injury, and two weeks is a long time to be able to get right. And the only people that know if you're right are your teammates and your coach, and they're not going to share it with the world. That's real as fuck. My biggest takeaway, my biggest, when it came to matchups and stylistically, I think this 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 game was so nice. But I also remember that the Chiefs played the 49ers earlier this year. They've seen good defenses. They they played the Broncos twice. Like They beat seen, the fuck out of the 49ers earlier this year, too. Yeah, so like they've seen good defenses, and they still put up almost 30. So... This is one, this is, that's what makes me think, okay, this Chiefs team has something tied up. They've been here before. They understand there is no Super Bowl jitters. They're mad they did. They weren't here last year. You lost, you got Pat Mo. We're not even going to talk about why they didn't go last year. But motherfucking, so I think this Chiefs team has an edge on this motherfucking Eagles team, even though it may not look like it. Like, they've really been battered and they tested. They've been, they show what happens when they play with a full game. They're in their first time around the Super Bowl. Everyone on the team has probably been there before, except for a few. Like, except Juju. But um, this is that chalk. This is that chocolate cake moment. This is that. This is where you pull out that. This is when you get a big piece of cake and you eat the fuck out of that motherfucker, like Andy Reid would say. Like, this is that chocolate cake moment, and you, they got it. So I'm taking the motherfucking Chiefs, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm taking like if anyone couldn't tell by how my pre, like how I was talking before, like. Everything is making me lean towards the Eagles here. So, like, I had my bets in the, the earlier NFC team will win the Super Bowl. I told everyone to take it at plus 110, plus 105. And now it's sitting at, like, the Eagles are favored by a point and a half at minus 120 or whatever, minus 125. So, I was like, if y'all would have listened to me, y'all would have got the Eagles money line at plus whatever, plus whatever. Because, like, that's why I said, I think the NFC is just the better team all around this year. Because... I, I'm not going to say it's going to be similar to the Bucks versus the Chiefs, but to me, it just it lines up very similarly. Do the Chiefs have a great offense? Yes. Did they have a great offense against the Bucks? Of course they did. But defensive-wise, the Bucks' defense was the best in that season, and they took care of the Chiefs handily in the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are on pace. Like, they could literally break the 1972 or whatever, 1970, whatever the Walter Payton Bears, the Bears. When you talk about Bears, we're talking about that one season the Bears won the Super Bowl and had all those records. So we're talking about that, the Bears. And yeah. the Eagles are on pace to break their record for sacks in a season. Like, uh, like every game, they've gone like seven to six sacks in this postseason, leading up to the postseason. So, like, they're a complete all-around unit. And that's why I think the Eagles will win. Because, like, even if Jalen Hurts and them struggle – for the first game. I don't think they will. But let's just say they struggle the first couple the first couple drives. Their defense will make sure that this is not going to be a blowout. Like, you're not going to have to come back from 17-0. Like, this will be a close game nonetheless. And I just think the Eagles, like Sirianni and everything. And then shout out that boy Dre. Dre said since, like, week four, the moment we found out Sham was going to have another kid, Dre pointed oh, out, shit. oh, this is going to be the Eagles season. Last time Sham had a kid was when the Eagles won it all. And since then, especially on the 49ers game, when like the universe sniped out their quarterbacks right in front of our eyes, I was like, this is, this is the universe wanting Sham to continue his resume. Like I was just like, there's no other way quarterbacks are dropping like flies. Like, like literally you come in, get hit and now you're out of the game i was like this is the universe setting up for sham to have a back-to-back super bowl winning child so ever since then i've been riding hard i'm like yeah this is this is it for the chiefs like i want to be surprised if like the eagles go up 
10-0, and then, like, they're just kicking field goals, and the Chiefs are playing, like, comeback ball, and the Eagles' defense is just too good. I'm not going to lie to you. That's probably the greatest stat that we have on this, that we've had on this motherfucking um, podcast. That's fire. That boy did have a baby. But um, Young Master Rice won the um, week of the NFC Championship, and then it was one to um, went to the Super Bowl. It's just a repeat. I respect it. I don't know, though, man. That team also had Doug Peterson. I would I would agree with that normally, but Nick Sirianni is a motherfucking guy. Like, if Nick Sirianni didn't come on the Pat McAfee show and play rock, paper, scissors with the Thai version of Nick Sirianni, I would be sitting here like, oh, he, he doesn't know how to take a joke. He's a bitch. But the fact that he went on that show and he was just like, he was like every, like, Ty was literally the, the Pat McAfee version of Nick Sirianni. Like, he was talking to him as Nick Sirianni. Oh, let's have a conversation between Sirianni and Sirianni. And, like, yeah. fucking Ty said they're doing his best impersonation. And then they do rock, paper, scissors. Like, I'm just like, this is a guy. Like, this is, like, how I talked about Brady earlier. Like, no, he's not just winning games. That's why he's a guy. Like, no, he's able to be in the locker room. And he could joke around with these other ball players. And they all can relate to him. And they all can find a joke funny. Like, it doesn't, like, me personally, I've been in a lot of situations where I'm not, like, I'm a white person and I don't hang out with a lot of white people. So it's like, I've been in a lot of situations in my life where, like, I may be the only person of my skin tone in the area, but I never act like it. I never am ever like, oh, like, I, I never feel like the white boy amongst other people. So it's like now that I'm learning that about Sirianni and Tom Brady, I'm just like, okay, I can relate more to them and I can understand like, oh, Sirianni's a fucking dog. Like he's not just, oh, this is what I got to do to make sure I look good. It's like, no, this is what I do every day. And if I happen to look good, I happen to look good. And that's why I just think this Eagles team is a little bit built different. Like they're just, they happen to be the dogs amongst the NFL right now. And we saw it with the Rams last year. We saw it with the Bucks the year before. Teams that happen to invest halfway through the season on star players at certain positions, Robert Williams, Rupon, um, they shit like that. Like they tend to look good whenever the Super Bowl comes around because they made those investments. And that's what I see in Jalen Hurts and them. They got the AJ Brown. They got the um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Williams at defensive end. Like they 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 got these motherfucking dogs on this team. I just don't see how they – and Miles Sanders, no one talked much about him. Everyone's talking about Josh Jacobs and the Raiders, but Miles Sanders was on pace to have the same season as Josh Jacobs. Like, it's just the fact that the Eagles run like a like a three-to-four three-to-four head running back game, whether Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Jalen Hurts, and Miles Sanders. If they just did Miles Sanders getting 30 carries a game, we're maybe talking about Miles Sanders leading the league in rushing yards. So, like, this is the most well-versed team, I think, in the NFL I've seen to make the Super Bowl in a long time. Like, legitimately in a long time. Like, they they have the passing game. They have the running game. They have the defense. They have the specialty. And, like, every single core aspect, there are top five in each aspect. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how they're not a bigger favorite. No. <laughs> hey, that boy talked this shit on that one, man. I think it just comes down to heart. It comes down to grit. It comes down to like, yo, we got to fuck some shit up. Are y'all ready? It's a Super Bowl for that. All right, Kev. So before I get in, before we get into the fun bets, because everyone's here, they might be there. I know some of y'all motherfuckers still listening, got some heads and tails bets, and you don't want to know why that bet's good. So before we get into those fun bets, we made our picks for the game. I'm going to grow out some five prop bets. These are like, some are plus, some odd, some are mostly minus 110. Say, look, I'm going to go pour up my shot. All right, and I want your opinion on all the bets, Kev. So my first one is Kansas City over one and a half field goals. And my purpose, my reason being is I think the Eagles' defense is going to be stout, and especially early in the first half, whenever it's third and nine in the red zone, I expect Harrison Bucker to be out to kick these field goals to get the points while we can get them. So over one and a half field goals, I think, is very realistic with the Kansas City Chiefs. Then I got this one plus 120, one of the bigger. I, before Actually, I'll save my plus plus odds for the end. 
My other minus 110 odds is Mahomes under 297 and a half passing yards. Just because I thought 297 is a big-ass number. Like you're expecting your quarterback to throw 300 yards in the Super Bowl. And for a quarterback to throw 300 yards in the Super Bowl, one, you either have to be losing the whole time. Two, you have to abandon your run game. Three, the, the passing defense has to be complete shit for you to throw 300 yards. So, like, those three things didn't make sense to me. I was like, the, 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 the Eagles' pass defense is elite. Then he's not getting 300 yards. The second one is they may – I think they're going to try to run the run the ball the first half a lot while they could keep the time of possession away from the Eagles. And the other one is, like, the, the 297 and a half is just a big number. Like, 300 yards can be set for somebody's over-under is pretty big. Yeah. And my other one is Miles Sanders over 13 and a half carries. I think the Eagles are just going to – there is a, a real – there is a good system. And they know that they like to run the ball. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends the game at only 12 or 11. But I just think they're going to run the ball a lot, especially I think they're going to be winning. And in the third and fourth quarter, they're going to take the ball out the air and run the ball a lot. So I think Sanders gets over the 13 and a half carries in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then now on my fun bets, on my phone, I have one more. Hurts under 237 and a half passing yards. He could go for 250. I wouldn't be shocked. But I just think there's going to be a run-heavy offense. I just think there's going to be an offense where we see Hurts, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, and Miles Sanders all go off for some big runs. And then my fun bets, not even fun bets, but these are the, the my same prop bets that happen to be at plus odds. Under 39-and-a-half, longest touchdown. I don't think anyone's going to have a 40-yard-plus touchdown in this game. I think if anyone scores, it happens to be within the red zone. It happens to be something short and methodical. I don't see no big six, no big 40, 50-yard play for a touchdown here. So I get that at plus 100. And then at plus 120, the time of the first score, under six minutes. Both of these offenses, I think, are going to come out quick, come out and get some yards. Both of these defenses are okay with giving up yards but not giving up a touchdown. So as long as I get a field goal before the first six minutes, I'm looking good on that. And it's plus 120. Respectfully. I respect it. All right. I mean, I put a few of them. Well, you're not done yet, are you? No, I'm done on my normal props. So I'm going to throw it to you real quick on the fun props. All right, but I fuck with a few. I fuck with all those, especially the Miles Sanders one, but I don't know about the um, passing yards one because I think it's going to be a shootout. I think them boys going to throw that bitch off. Okay, I respect it. But my question for you is, now we're going to jump. We, we left the normal props. Now let's get into the fun props. Cat, it's a pick em. It's 50-50. Heads or tails? Paul, if you know one thing about me, I'd rather cheat than repeat. So, you know, I got to choose Tails because Tails never fails. That's what they say. That's what that's what people be saying, bro. Let me see. So, they're both saying that minus 105 odds. I will say, personally, I did take the heads, but it's, it is what, 11 and 4 straight up in the last 15 Super Bowls. 11 and 4, 5 and 0 oh in the last five Super Bowls. Fuck. I do, but also as a person that hears those bets, I'm also somebody I usually will take the tails bet on that because if you're telling me it's five and zero in the last five, odds are saying it's probably going to go the other way eventually. And it's like if you see red five times in a row at the roulette table, you're expecting black to be very soon. Yeah. So that's like heads has been five and zero in the last five years. So like I can understand when they hear that some people might argue like, oh, well, tails is due. Yeah, tails is due. This is gonna be a tails never fails as we. I'm rocking the heads oh. here, and I will say because I took the Eagles, you took the Chiefs. We may end in a tie, so I'm happy we're split. Because honestly, I think that may be our 50-50 split. If we end on the same picks, we'll just let it ride on who had the right heads or tails bet. There you go. But here's my, oh, that's funny as fuck. But here's my thing, right? Dang, that's a, that's actually crazy. But my thing, I actually have a bet. I got a really good one. All right, let me hear it. I got I got I got a lot of bets in for the fun one. So for I was watching the DC and RC podcast. I don't know when they recorded that. But 
if you were to choose the Chiefs as an underdog and Volkanovski as an underdog against Islam this weekend, so Saturday and Sunday, okay, you could bet a hundred dollars to win eight fifty. See, I would I would agree with that, but Islam's gonna win. So like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, why would you throw money into the win bone of betting on Volkanovski? Well, this ain't the MMA podcast, but we'll get there. Yeah. Call my call my dog short and shit. Don't worry, we got something for that. Australia. I'm giving out a plus eight fifty odds right there. That's plus eight fifty. Bet a hundred to win eight fifty. That's plus eight fifty on the odds. I do not have anything that big of an odds since he came out with the he had to show off his slong early. I guess mm-hmm. I can come out early with it. I'm gonna give out plus seven fifty. That's my biggest oh, odds. Eagles to win. AJ Brown and Isaiah Pacheco to score a touchdown. Plus seven. That's a good one. I get the AJ Brown being the star of the Eagles. And I think Isaiah Pacheco has a good possibility to score a touchdown, especially early for the Chiefs. Does hasn't he scored a touchdown like the last four or five or something like that? Not last game because they got called back, but he has been on that streak and he's been the number one running back for sure. Yeah, they're gonna throw it and you could throw it to him. It doesn't have to be a rushing. And then I got some other fun ones. Like I said, heads, minus 105. Give me that. Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders to be the first touchdown of the game. Or is it first? Yeah, first touchdown of the game, plus 400. Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders. I think it's going to be a rushing touchdown, and I think those are your two threats. Then I got Rihanna's first song for the halftime show, plus 450. Kev, you already know what my Rihanna song is. Plus 450, give me the diamonds. Oh. Give me diamonds to be the first song. Shine bright uh, like a diamond. I already got that. Work, 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 work. Hey, work was standing at like plus 600. Work was the bigger odd. The number, I, I, I can tell you the favorite towards the end. I'll, I'll let you know what the favorites are. And then plus 140. ASAP Rocky to appear on the stage for the halftime show. I'm shook as fuck. Give me those odds. You had Drake and JC sitting at better odds. And I feel like ASAP Rocky now being the father of the child, ASAP Rocky being a- another rapper himself. They have songs together. I just feel like this is a perfect stage for them to be up there together showcasing like new life. New life. I just think he'll be on the stage. Plus, uh, at plus 140, give me those odds. Who's going to watch the baby? Hey, but I got the money for that. Then I got opening kickoff to not be a touchback, plus 120. Oh, that's a good one. For it to be a touchback, it's sitting at like minus 160. But the championship games, neither one was a touchback. Both of them were returned. And Pat McAfee did let me know on his show that the the ball that gets kicked off in the NFL for the Super Bowl is a brand new football. It's never it's brand unwrapped everything put onto the tee for you to kick off. So it has never been broken in. It's a very awkward ball. I could definitely see this kickoff being a little bit short, forcing them to return it. And so like with the, knowing that little inside part of it at plus one twenty, give me it to be a return because it, it there. They never because super, every Super Bowl is a brand new ball. You kick it once, and that ball goes to the Hall of Fame. So no one ever gets a good kick on that ball because it's never been broken in. So knowing that from Pat McAfee, give me the plus one twenty yards that would be returned. I forgot Pat McAfee was a punter for for a second. I was like, wait a minute, Pat McAfee was the nigga that was the was the person that kicked it to um rookie year. Rookie year, he was he wasn't just a punter. He was a kicker. So he's the one that kicked to the Devin Hester? Rookie year, that was his kick, yes. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's why him telling me that with like no like hearing those back things, I was like, I think that'd be a good bet, plus one twenty. Give me the under underdog odds on that. Because like it's a brand new ball. Like this ball, he may kick it and that shit may be ten yards short. What episode did they say that on? I gotta watch that. And a couple months, it was like a month ago, but I just kind of, oh. I was like, okay, bet. Like my betting brain took that into a note. It was like, I'll never forget that when I come to bet those Super Bowl odds. Then I got Kenneth Gainwell over 50 yards rushing and receiving combined at plus 150. 
They started using Kenneth Gainwell a lot more in this playoffs. And I expect – I just think it's going to be – I just see this game being a lot of run. I see the Eagles getting the ball, trying to run it a lot, and I see the Chiefs first half trying to run the ball a lot. So I, I went a lot with, like, running props with this one. And, like, one of the other things I took was Eagles to win minus one and a half, give me the spread, and under 51, get plus 300 odds. I think the Eagles win, and I don't think I don't think it's going to be – you think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a lot of, like, good defenses. And I don't think 51 is going to go – I think – give me the under 51, plus the Eagles minus one and a half, plus 300 odds. One team scores 30. All they need is another one to score 21. See, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles win like 31-17 even. Now, I just think the Eagles are just that much better of a team all around. It's all opinion-based, though. It's all opinion-based. Everyone's pick is right until that kick, until that ball gets kicked off. Facts. Motherfucking, oh, what's it called? My dog Devin's a big, he's from Kansas City, so I'm going to show him this clip he's saying that. I'm like, yeah, hey, don't worry, Devin. We finna. We finna bust their ass. Ain't that right? We gonna bust. What them boys say? What them um, Amon, I think it was Amon Shumper when they was talking about what you what y'all gonna do to the Warriors. We gonna bust their ass. <laughs> and I could definitely because Kelsey, you saw what they did when they heard about Burrowhead. You heard what they hear did when they heard about the mayor coming out talking shit. Yeah, facts. Nah, the Eagles wasn't talking shit. I know they wasn't shit. shit. No, they, no, they weren't talking shit like that. But they definitely still. You know, the Chiefs are probably carrying over that momentum. Like people but, are telling us, people don't think we're the fucking chiefs. But what's what's rule number one on the podcast, Paul? We fade the Gatorade. You see AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are like, nah, I'm straight. I'm not dropping the Gatorade. That shit heavy. But the boys still dropped it on Sirianni on the glass. I'm just saying, fade the Gatorade. That should be a prop. Hey, I I co-sign. I definitely would fade the Gatorade, but I might have to add in fade the cheeseburger. I know what the Reed big ass got a cheeseburger after that championship game. Please don't do it. Please come on. Even, even if it was a McDonald's McDouble on the way home, I know he got a fucking cheeseburger before he went home. We got a fancy uh, cheeseburger, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> they, oh. Boys got cake. they got cake in the locker room. Chocolate cake. He oh. said, you get it after you win. After you win? Well, shit, Kev. This has been the Super Bowl. We giving out. Not only did I give out props, we giving out the heads and tails. We giving out first song of the halftime show. We giving out if ASAP Rocky may or may not be on the fucking uh, field for the halftime show. We even gave out uh, our picks for the game itself. We we we're gonna save all the postseason talk on if Aaron Rodgers is gonna be a Packer on like Tom Brady did retire. Shout out Tom Brady, but we're gonna save all those talks till after the season. We did also open up with giving Tom Brady his credit, his flowers. So I feel like we did a lot this episode. So like, if y'all don't know, this has been Totally Blitz podcast, and I'm gonna throw it up to my boy Kev Waterboy Savoy, and he's gonna leave it out. And this is a shot, man. I had to throw it in the Falcons. Falcons I just poured one up, too, so perfect. I got this as a Christmas gift, my favorite Christmas gift ever. Shout out to Queen. Motherfucking. This is bad. We made it to the motherfucking Super Bowl. We covered every week for motherfuckers. We picked every week. Pop gave me probably over fucking 500 bets this season. Like, oh, my gosh. This feels great. We did it. I'm finna put my fucking feet up. I, I, I'm so happy about the podcast doing great this year. Us making it through, figuring it out. Paul got a fucking job. I got, I had to go to fucking school. Motherfucking, I got night classes. Motherfucking, I don't be getting home till like 9.30. We're recording this at 10.20 fucking 8 right now. Like, Paul, I nothing but respect to us, man. Shout out the family for always making it work, man. Even shout out the dog. The dog wasn't even tripping like that this season. Like, Bro, chill, shout out a big ups to Paul. This man literally fucking gets up here and drops what fucking three to five episodes a fucking week. Edits and bitches, makes the graphics, drops everything on time. Bro, I could fucking cry when I think about the shit that we do. And shout out fucking us, man. We stayed true, man. Shout out anybody hey. fucking watching. Shout, shout out, out to the Super Bowl because this is the grandest stage of them all. 
but every grand stage starts on a small stage, and that's definitely what we're doing right now. Shout out to Kev, because even though, yes, I'm here and I do the, the edits and everything, but it does take a co-host to be there for every episode. I wouldn't be able to sit here and make an episode if it was just me and my ugly mug up here by myself. So I right, shout out <laughs> to Kev for the football. Shout out Marcus for the boxing. Shout, shout out Marcus. Man, yeah, I, shout, shout out Marcus, Marcus and his fam because I know like his fan be missing him when he's not around. So shout out to everybody. It's been a grand year. We're on the grandest stage of them all. Marcus isn't here, but I'm gonna definitely drag his ugly ass to the recap the, for yeah, one episode on the NFL this year. I don't care if we gotta pull up to his crib and record him. Yeah, we're we're gonna have him for at least one recap this year. And uh if y'all didn't know, like me and Kev, we started last year. We're start. We're definitely falling more than this year. We're we're coming heavy. We got NFL, boxing, MMA slash UFC, and we're trying to expand it into your everyday lifestyle and NBA. But those are only to come. You just gotta stay around, stay tuned. If you if you hope if you want that, go down and subscribe. Go down and comment. Go down and like because all that shit matters. All that shit is the reason behind us still being here. And that's the reason why some of us be up late as fuck at night to make sure these episodes come out. And the reason why we'll be up late as fuck at night to record these episodes to come out. So we appreciate you. We appreciate you appreciating us being us. And uh, I got my shot. I know Kev got his shot. And to the 2022-2023 season, shout out everybody. Shout out the TVP family. Shout out the Totally Blitz family. And this has been Totally Blitz, you dig? And we got merch on the way, you dirty bitches. <laughs> Cheers to the new year, boys. Super Bowl. Yo. We'll see you when the when the bets cash. Facts. Hey, tails never fails. <laughs> Measurements suck here. men passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. Got a problem with being problematic Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you not batting Then my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules, man, you better watch your passes This ain't nothing new, it ain't season maxing All I'm saying is true, you better stop your